Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Welcome again to the Jaywalking Podcast. I am Jay, and you can catch me every weekday from 3 to 7 on 105.1 The X, Kansas City's Rock Alternative. You can find us on social media at 105.1 The X, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't forget to check out Joel's X Undercover Podcast, where he delves into some rock history about all the cool cover songs he plays each weekday at 1.30. And it's probably right beside mine, wherever you found this one. Now, I do not like Christmas music that much. Whenever radio stations go to the all-Christmas format, you're basically getting the same eight songs done by 15 different artists an hour, and it's really repetitive. I mean, I'm not I'm not against Christmas because I like free stuff, but when it comes to music, the, the, the festive stuff kind of gets on my nerves. Uh, but I like heavy metal. We all know this, and that makes this week's guest very interesting because on the phone with me right now, Al Petrelli from Trans-Siberian Orchestra, who is going to be in Kansas City December 16th for a doubleheader at the T-Mobile Center. Tickets are on sale right now. They're going to be performing the Ghosts of Christmas Eve, the best of TSO, and more. Al, how are things? And more importantly, how are you? What's up, my brother? You good? I'm hanging in there, man. How you doing? Best day ever. It is. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Listen, before we get rolling, hold on one second. Just explain to me last Thursday night, please. Like, what's up? Oh, uh, during the game? The, the uh, dropping passes and not winning. Like, <laughs> uh, man. All right. So uh, I was on the sidelines that whole time. I actually work for the Chiefs, so I'm, I'm on the game. But, yeah, uh, before the game, it actually turns out they switched somebody's hands out with paddle. Uh, during okay. The I just wanted to clarify yeah. that. Because I, I don't know if you know, I'm a huge Chiefs fan. <laughs> I, like, that's my team. Yeah. And I, I, last year, I had tickets to go to the sh- uh, the game on Christmas Eve. And we got snowed in in St. Paul and couldn't get to Kansas City in time. Oh, man. You know, so needless to say, I was bummed. But, you know, the Super Bowl was extraordinary, and I was, like, stoked to come out. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> well, when you, get out, when you get out here, Al, I'll let you uh, wear my Super Bowl ring that I got from the team. You got a ring? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I got a ring. Dude. Yeah. I just it, want to see it. It's, okay, it's, not, cool. it's not the flashy player one. It's the one that the staff were awarded, but it's... That's uh, wonderful, though. It is, it is, it is magnificent, so... Oh, good for you, man. God bless. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, you know, I mean, Mahomes' his performance, I love Andy Reid, the whole, the whole bunch of them. So I can't wait till Sunday's game and see if we can get this right. Yeah, especially since my brother-in-law is a huge Jags fan. Like, he yeah. is a huge – he's 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 in Jacksonville. And uh, okay. he's a completely fanatical, you know, Jags supporter and uh, keeps texting me, oh, it's great to be undefeated. And I just kept telling him, yeah, it's great to be three-time and defending world champions. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> well, much smack talk. So. But yeah, Al, how you doing, man? I am awesome, my brother. Thank you for asking. I hope you're the same. Thank you so much for your time today. And uh, listen, you know, we've been working on this show since the second or third week in January. 
nine months putting pencil to paper to make it better than it was last year and make it more special. And here we are talking about it again. So it's a really good day, man. And again, I appreciate you having me on. Oh, thank you for talking with us today. Uh, I was about to ask you, how long does it take to put something like this together? Because Trans-Siberian Orchestra has a lot of moving parts. Nine months is majority of that like uh, stage design and, and music direction or just figuring out where everybody is going to go. All of it is production, song selection, you know, what story are we going to do? I mean, the actual routing of the tour starts, you know, a year and a half before. I mean, I know our management team is is already, you know, like uh, looking at the 2024 tour, you know, the availability of the buildings and stuff like that. So, you know, with that in mind, it's a year and a half process. But, you know, once we finally finish our show, historically, it's December 30th, give or take. Then, you know, take a week off, go to Disney, do what you got to do. But let's get back to it by the second week because it's a lot of work to put this together because we want it to be better than last year. Now, I've seen the last two shows in Kansas City. Uh, one was after the pandemic and, of course, the, the year after that. And the it, they've just gotten better every time, musically, visually. What kind of magic does Trans-Siberian Orchestra have for this next stop? Well, last year we performed The Ghost of Christmas Eve in its entirety, which has become just a, a tradition for so many folks in your community and other communities. And it was written by Paul Neal years ago. We filmed that movie, I think, in 98. And, you know, just real proud of it. Anyway, we brought it out last year, and the reaction was absolutely overwhelming. So we're going to repeat ourselves in regard to the sh- uh, the story. You know, people that I consider my repeat offenders who come back year after year after year have really fallen in love with that story and can relate to it. But that's the only similarity. Everything else about the show will be completely different. The look of the show, the production. Uh, we, we, we've um, decided to play some songs we've never played before. You know, some songs we haven't played in like 15, 20 years. So there's going to be a lot of surprises and a lot of new stuff. But uh, I just want to make it better. You know, I always want to keep people on their heels. And, you know, just when you expect something, we're going to change it on you. I can't wait to, 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 to witness it. And to give you an idea of how great and mesmerizing that show is, uh, both times I took my young son to it. And he has an attention problem. He just doesn't like anything uh, you know, st- staring at him too long. But mm-hmm. he watched both shows and was just in, he, he was just mesmerized by it. So I uh, love hearing guys, that. Thank you. You guys are doing a great job on that. Um, one of the things uh, about Trans-Siberian Orchestra is their uh, their charities and, and who they work with. And for the longest time, you guys have worked with the Children's Miracle Network. Uh, you've been partnered up for quite some time now, and you've raised a ton of money for them. Uh, how did that partnership come out, and and how did how does it um, is it? I, I know you give some to uh, local uh, the local Children's Miracle Network, but is that from town to town, or is it everywhere that you go? How does it, how does that all work? Well, that first of all, it all started with uh, the gentleman who created this whole thing, Mr. Paul O'Neill. You know, incredibly philanthropic, uh, generous. He and his family, his wife and his daughter, they're just very, very generous people. They want to change the world. Um, it, it's kind of contingent on each community. I know that some communities there's different charities, but it was always ad, uh, Paul was very adamant about the dollar from every ticket sold not only goes to the charity but is well used. You know, now a dollar doesn't sound like a whole lot of money, but you know, every ticket we've sold since the first ticket in '99 until you know tickets are on sale this week, one dollar from every one of those tickets will go back into that charity, and I think we've sold 18 million tickets 
in the 20-something years we've been doing this. So it added up to a lot of money, and it is making a difference. And I'm so proud to be part of an organization that not only talks about doing something, but actually does it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And $18 million is a lot of money. It's a lot uh, of loot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Let's get into season four, episode three, Facade. People get picked on. I got picked on. But Scabby Abby, Scabby at the whole school. Yeah, I hurt me. I felt like it wasn't real. If I may, I want to defend the storytellers. The people who created the show wanted you to feel like these people were the worst people ever. They pretty much said the whole school of Smallville High are bad people. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Every week, Michael Rosenbaum is getting deep with someone new on the Inside of You podcast. Let's get inside of Shelly Hennick. So Obliterated is on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I had the best time. It was challenging, but it was like the show. It doesn't always happen. Everybody's trying to make a show and you're not. This was a dream. It's no fun. Genuinely. And if it wasn't, I would just keep my mouth shut and talk about something else. Like it was. It was fine because I've done that. I've asked people and they're like, you know, yeah. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum, wherever you listen. The Jaywalking Podcast has returned. We are talking with Al Petrelli from the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Now, when you go into the town, uh, the, to go into the city that you're playing in, uh, you do try to make a uh, an appearance or two at some of, the, uh, some of the local areas. What sticks out to you whenever you guys do make an appearance? Oh, God. Uh... Well, listen, we were just talking about this off air, you know, and, and, you know, I I say it only to this community that I'm a rabid Patrick Mahomes fan, (laughs) you know, so to come into town and see my team represented in the town is awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, Now, let's go back to a little bit of uh, TSO history. Um, Your records uh, and the performances uh, are stories. You don't call them albums. You call them stories. And yeah. Um, give me a little bit of history in, in, in that. Why are they, there's, there's a specific tale that you try to tell with every album. Uh, how does, how does that work and how do you come up with that concept? Uh, Again, I'm going to have to defer to, uh, Paul O'Neill, you know, uh, growing up, obviously rock fans in the seventies, a lot of bands back then were doing these concept records or these rock operas, you know, going back to, you know, uh, the who doing Tommy, you know, uh, some of the Pink Floyd work, you know, Queensryche, you know, so many bands, mm-hmm. um, and writing a, a song. Well, that's a daunting task anyway, but writing great songs that are intertwined and attached in a bigger story. That that's a special gift that Paul O'Neill definitely had that gift. He was also a huge fan of Andrew Lloyd Webber. You know, and he loved the stories and the way that they were presented on stage. So when we would go to do a record going back to 95, each album had a story that kind of tied all the songs together. And Paul had the story in his mind and the songs would bring that story to life. And it was a fascinating process to watch unfurl. Uh, One of the, of course, everybody's favorite one is uh, Christmas Eve in Sarajevo. Yeah, mine too. Uh, yeah, it's it, it connects with me because I've been to Bosnia before. I've seen Syria. Yes. 
and just being there and I don't know how you did it, but you did capture like the emotions that I felt way back in there in '97. Yeah, well, yeah. brother, I'm, you know that's a really interesting point you brought up because I was there in 1990 when I was Alice Cooper's musical director before the war. Okay, mm-hmm. and we played in Zagreb in Belgrade. All right, so a couple years after that, when Paul asked me to come down to the studio and help him work on a record. Uh, and he explained the story behind the song that was to become Christmas East Harryville 1224. The hair on my arm stood up because I was in those town squares. I was there, you know, and that's why I looked at him. I said, dude, just press record. And I started playing those opening guitar notes. I really sad kind of ostinato that was a, a support um, um, harmony for God rest you merry gentlemen, because it really did capture the moment of like, you know, the bombers coming over, you know, yeah. and then when they unleashed their hell fury, that's when the song kicked in. And it's a very powerful piece of music. It, it it's, it's one of my favorite pieces of music ever. And that, thank you, my brother. You're very welcome on that. Uh, you haven't had any more, uh, any new stories, uh, since 2015 or 16. Uh, is there a plan for some, uh, brand new, Trans-Siberian Orchestra music, or is it just, are we at that moment where it just doesn't need any new parts to it? I, I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah, no, no, I yeah. follow you. Listen, and that, that, that's kind of, you know, a tough question to answer only because, you know, we lost Paul six years ago, so yeah. it's going to be seven years now. And, you know, from his mind, these stories were all born. Um, so we've been, yeah, we record new stuff all the time. He left us a lot of songs, you know, and there are a couple unfinished stories, but, you know, it. Uh, you know, dealing with his, you know, losing him. Um, I, I can only imagine what his wife and his daughter, you know, uh, uh, still go through, you know, with that loss. Uh, it's taken a couple minutes for us to catch our breath and get back to it. But uh, I hope that some of these will come to life at some point. Uh, we do have some unfinished work that he, you know, did leave us. But, it, 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 you know, it's heartbreaking, you know, uh, just dealing with that loss. And my best friend, speaking for myself, you know, my big brother and all that, not having him in the studio to kind of guide us, you know, now his family's doing it, but it, it takes a little longer, or it's going to take a little bit longer just to get past that, I think. Now, you guys have been doing this for over 20 years now. Um, if there's one thing Trans-Siberian Orchestra uh, would be remembered for, what would it be? What is that legacy for Trans-Siberian Orchestra? Oh, good question. I, I think um, to become family's holiday tradition or part of the holiday tradition is something that I never would have thought up as a guitar player. You know, I wanted to be in a band. I wanted to make good records. I wanted to tour. But to have something that that will outlive me, you know, and that people will celebrate the work that Paul O'Neill created and that I help him record, you know, I, I think that's it, dude. You know, I, my older children, they're all in their 30s now, and they were, they were young when this started. You know, we started 28 years ago. Um, my daughters were born into this, my seven-year-old and my 12-year-old. You know, I want them to become grandparents and say, you know, like, hey, great-grandpa was a little nuts, but, you know, he made some good music. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's it, it's one of those things I look forward to every year is just Trans-Siberian Orchestra music. I'm not a big Christmas music guy, okay? Yeah. Um, uh, but hearing that that. Christmas Eve in Sarajevo, or just hearing that loud rock opera Christmas music coming, that that puts me in the holiday mood. And you guys have, you guys are, are still crushing it to this day. And uh, you know, I, I thank you for that. It, it, and you're very welcome. And listen, thank you for saying that because Paul, one of the first things Paul told me years ago, again, it's 28 years since that song opened its eyes. He said he just wanted to make great art. 
didn't care about anything else. You know, it wasn't about commercial success, wasn't about money. He wanted to make a statement. He wanted to make great art. He said, and if that art form catches on, bonus. Well, my brother, it caught on because, you know, it touched you and your soul and your heart. It continues to do so. That's a sign of really good art, and I'm proud that I was part of that. One more question for you, Al, and this one's kind of silly. This one's mm-hmm. kind of silly. All right. Uh, you guys you guys have obviously got the Christmas music, um, you know, cornered. Is there any chance of other holiday-themed Trans-Siberian Orchestra music? Like, I can imagine you guys on Halloween just crushing it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd love to, but I, I'm okay with where we sit in the food chain right now. You know what I mean? Um, it, it, it accidentally came to life 28 years ago. And just like one of my children, you know, in infancy, you, you hang on for dear life, make sure this, this kid's safe and healthy and everything's good. And as your child hits 28 years old, you know, maybe a grown up, but it's still my baby or partly my baby, you know, yeah. and I'm going to just like oversee it and protect it and work with the O'Neill family and everybody else in the organization to make sure that it's it's safe and perfect and growing every year. You know, and that that right there is my first and foremost responsibility. Al, thank you for talking with us today. Trans-Siberian Orchestra is going to be at the T-Mobile Center December 16th. One of two, uh, they have two shows. Uh, two shows. Uh, two shows. Uh, how does that, uh, you, that, does that wear you out? Uh, no, I live for that, man. I wish we could do three shows a day. Every time I put that last pull around my neck, I turn into a crazy teenager, man. I love every second of this. <laughs> we, we can't wait to see you out here in Kansas City. Tickets on sale right now. Uh, we've got a special going on for tickets. Uh, we've got a, uh, a, a keyword uh, that you can enter for uh, the $39 tickets. Uh, limited availability on that. Um, anything else before we go, Al? No, my brother, just that I've enjoyed our time together yet again. So thank you so much for everything, and thanks for being awesome. Thank you for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule. We can't wait to see you at the T-Mobile Center, okay? I'll see you in a couple months, brother. Thank you. All right. Again, Trans-Siberian Orchestra coming to Kansas City December 16th for two shows. we got taken links and info over at 1051thexkc.com. And don't forget to use the code word GHOSTS23. For select tickets at $39, you got more info on that at Ticketmaster.com. And that is good for a limited amount of time, so act fast. This concludes this episode of Jaywalking. I'll be back soon. Behave. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen.